This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. Hello everyone, this is the Evil Chocolate Cookie bringing you tonight's edition of the Jeopardy Chronicles. It is Monday as I'm recording this and it is time to get back into game coverage. Did you folks have a nice 24 hours without me? (laughs) You know, not having to, actually I think it was closer to 48, but not having to see me on Sundays anymore? Did you folks have a nice time without me yesterday? (laughs) Uh, sorry, I gotta, I gotta kid around with you guys. Because that's just me being real, so. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to hide being real for the microphone. I just, I don't do that. That's not me. So, yeah. But we have another quarterfinal game to cover today. And I think the, I think the smart thing to do would be to just, you know, do it. Because we do it. And then you folks get rid of me for another 24 hours. So, why don't we just get on with it? And of course, we start that... We start this out by meeting our players. We have Deanna, Kevin, and Verlinda. And Deanna is the one I remember. um, Because I saw her fairly recently... And we talked about that in Second Chance. She she won Second Chance, and she's the only Second Chance player we hadn't seen yet. And I'm like, yeah, who? Are, I was trying to think. I'm like, who are we missing? Because I can't I can't figure it out. But now I know. So, yeah. This game started out fairly close, but did not end fairly close. At the first break, there were only a thousand bucks separating first and third. With second kind of in the middle. So, well, duh. I think I just described any first, second, and third place scenario. Oh, first and third were on the ends and second was in the middle. Yeah, I can't believe I just did that, but I did. Eh, whatever. But... The, the distance became more noticeable because Deanna went three for three on the Daily Doubles and got them all right. And, of course, answered a whole bunch of other questions, too. But everyone, everyone played very, very well. Even if the numbers were low, they, they tried to ring in and they tried to answer. And I definitely give points for effort. You, know, you guys know this. I, I do give points for effort, as I think everyone should. So these these people most definitely played the game, and they played it very, very well. All three of them did. So I, I can't say anything against that. But yeah, this game, the dynamic of this game shifted rather quickly. Like I said, it was very, very tight at the first break. 
first quarter of the game, so to speak, was very close. And then Deanna gets that daily double and a whole bunch of other questions and really starts to draw away from the other two, who I do believe were tied at the start of Double Jeopardy, if I understood Ken correctly. Which you don't really see very often, so... That was just kind of interesting. I'm like, whoa, that doesn't happen often. Then again, ties in general in Jeopardy are rare, so yeah. But just into the double Jeopardy round with those daily doubles and the higher dollar amounts. The, the dynamic of the game, it, it did shift fairly quickly. It was just like, okay, mine now. I'm taking this away. Bye-bye. <laughs> Although it tightened up again fairly quickly in Final Jeopardy. And you're about to find out why I say that. Kevin and Verlinda were both correct on Final Jeopardy. Both of them bet everything, bringing Kevin in particular very, very close to Deanna's lead within just a few thousand within just I think less about 3,800 bucks something like that but in the end it ended up not mattering although with a slightly different wager it could have because Deanna missed the question fortunately for her she only wagered 79 bucks but had she wagered more than that this game could have had a very different outcome so yeah like It's what I always say. No one's ever really out of the game. And we almost saw that today. Even though scores at the end of Double Jeopardy may have said, oh, we definitely know who's going to win. Yeah, we most definitely did not. Because that last wager is what did it. A smart wager combined with an incorrect answer is almost as good as a correct answer. So really the the technique here was figuring out what to wager even though the answer was wrong. And I mean I know they make their wagers before they see the question. But still that was that was remarkable that she made a smart enough wager so that she didn't hurt herself no matter what she answered. So yeah, that's That was a value play right there. That was a very, very smart move. And I have to applaud that. So, because she only wagered that small amount of money, Deanna ends up in the semifinals. I think we have one more quarterfinal match this week, but I'm not sure. I I can't keep track anymore. Just the whole tournament thing. I can't keep track of what stage of the tournament we're in until Ken says something most of the time. So, yeah, I don't quote me on how many matches are left. And then we have a whole one more bracket after this. So, yay. But I'm going to go ahead and shut up for the night. I'm sure you folks will be happy to hear that. So, as I usually do, I'm going to say good night. Thank you for tuning in. And as Alex would say, so long, everybody. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast in Evil Chocolate Cookie production.
This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast in Evil Chocolate Cookie production.